Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello, everyone. It's your host here, Stephen Jackson, aka CJ215. Um, here with your Tuesday night GCW review, courtesy of Fight TV. This week I will be reviewing their latest show, Bring Em Out. Um, conspicuous by his absence, Mark, a.k.a. Grapple Arcade, will not be joining me. So this is going to be a solo effort from me. So I hope that you're able to uh, cope with me throughout this review. Uh, it was a very long show. Um, lots happened, though, on it. Um, it was a ton of fun to watch. Um and it was definitely a show which had a lot of storyline elements in it as well. Uh, one of the things I will say is that so far on the GCW reviews we've done myself and Mark, a lot of the matches have just been uh, throwaway matches, you might say, whereas this had a lot of storyline elements to it, which was a ton of fun to see. Um, I would like to thank, as always, uh, BBG Wrestling for allowing me to review this show. Um, for their platform. I would like to thank Fight TV for allowing us to review this show for BBG Wrestling. And lastly, I'd like to thank um, Game Changer Wrestling for putting on these shows during the pandemic. Um, the fact that they're still going on um, in the middle of COVID is a real testament to their work ethic and to their safety precautions and just to their whole ethos in wrestling, I think. Um, and it was something which Effie had talked about later in the show, um, which I really commend them for. So I just wanted to say that off the bat about GCW as well. So, yeah, so as I said, we better get straight into this. It was a very long show. There was a lot to take in. Um, it took place in Indiana once again. So as with the previous shows, with the waterfall in the background... Um, it was a packed house, there was a lot of people um, at the um, park where the matches took place, which was really good to see as well, you know, they they had a really strong crowd. Earlier in the day, a AIW had run a show as well, so it was sort of a double header with GCW and I I AIW, I must say, sorry, excuse me. Um, so there was a lot of fans in attendance for both pro promotions. So that was good to see. Um, so the first match was between Britain's own Benj Car Benjamin Carter and Jordan Oliver. Um, yeah, this was, if you've seen this, um, these two in the ring, you know it's going to be very high spot orientated, a lot of crazy dives, a lot of um, daredevil innovative moves. There was some beautiful... Um, real standard wrestling in this thing though and um, we've got a really cool um tiger suplex from um jordan oliver onto ben carter looked awesome we've got a big bag body drop and actually a kabashi chop battle from both men in the corner which i thought was a ton of fun um there was actually a top rope tope here as well which was wonderful to see and um, i love that move um, no matter how many times i see it um there was also what I would call, um, it was really cool what happened was, was that Ben Carter was actually hung up in the ropes and then uh, Jordan Oliver went and did sort of an, a hung upside down neck breaker, which you might call sort of like, a, I put down like a Kimbo slice. Um, really cool looking move, really smart looking. And then he gave a double um, 
a double drop kick for the um for a close two count which looked really cool. Um there was also an unbelievable um top rope springboard hurricane runner from the to the floor from uh, Benjamin Carter onto Jordan Oliver, which looked insane. That made me jump out of my seat. I thought it looked amazing. Um, and it, it really, you know, Ben Carter really earned his stripes in this match. I thought this was the first big performance he'd had. And Jordan Oliver's really come on strong since we saw him early on, um, or I saw him early on in his GCW career. He looked phenomenal in this match. And um, then we got a win with uh, um, Shingo's uh, move, which I call, which I call Made in Japan. So it's kind of like a um, pump handle sort of um, neck breaker for the three from John Oliver. Um, a reference to him in the winning announcement of having a big breakfast. It's <laughs> a much amusement from myself and uh, Kevin Gill and Dave Prezak on commentary, who, as always, were fantastic great commentary from both guys laughing throughout this thing the whole time it was brilliant um so yeah so that was the first match ton of fun um and really kicked off the show really strongly um definitely want to see him go at it again at some point uh, the next match was between uh winner of the tournament of survival five uh alex cologne and the dirty daddy chris dickinson yeah so um this was very much a um Hard as nails, great back and forth, hard hard hitting affair. Um, there was a lot of um, well, Alex Cologne um wanted to try and get a chair involved, and there was um a bit of hardcore element, but it was predominantly wrestling based, which I thought was really good, um, because Alex Cologne started out as a hard um a traditional wrestler and then became for the hardcore style, so I thought it really showed what his diversity and what he could do. Chris Dickinson, every time, he's just getting better and better in every match. I feel he really has found his feet in GCW. It took him a long time on the independent scene to find his feet, and he really has found them. And I'm really pleased for him because um, he has really worked hard, and he recently got announced for the new uh, United Wrestling Network show, which is coming out on Fight as well, and to be part of their roster with the NWA. So I'm really pleased for him. So congratulations, Chris. Um, thoroughly deserved, I must say. Um, we got a really cool um, single leg crab and a dragon screw from Chris Dickinson, which is sort of one of his signature manoeuvres, and a figure four leg lock, which looked great. Um, we got some awesome looking headbutts and forearms, which looked vicious from both men. Um, there was some scary looking kicks and just the intensity of Chris Dickinson took it into another level. We had a running power bomb, which then turned to an STF. And then he let go of the STF. He came with a running um, elbow. And then he got the other STF on again for the uh, for the victory where Alex Cologne tapped out. It was a very hard-hitting battle. Both guys really showed the diversity and what they can do. And again, it, it was just... A, a standout performance from Dickinson. You know, he's on a tear, he's on a roll. And as he left the ring, he actually grabbed one of the um, photographer's phones at ringside and sort of gave another aftermatch promo, which are kind of one of his um, his signatures as well. And his aftermatch promos are just leading to his intensity as well. Fantastic. Um, can't give this match enough praise. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, and I give props to Alex Cologne as well, because again, 
He won tournament and survival five. Um, you could see he was all banged up from the week, a couple of weeks before, and he still went out there and had an incredible performance against Chris. So yeah, another match he definitely is quite a few way to see. Um, and from there, we somehow ended up with Bill Alfonso Fonzi of ECW, who was appearing with AIW. He turned up on commentary, which was a nice little diversion. So uh, Dave Prezak took an um, took a hiatus from commentary briefly and allowed Bill Alfonso to call a couple of matches, which was a ton of fun. Um, very amusing, I must add, as well, with Fonzi on commentary. Um, so the first match he called, along with Kevin Gill, was Tony Deppen against uh, Calvin Tankman. Um yeah, this was an interesting match. I, it, it felt there was a lot of miscommunication, I felt. I felt it was a really good match, but there was parts of it where I felt it could have been better. Um, it didn't really kind of have an identity. I felt at first it was going to be comedy, and then it kind of became a little bit sort of high-flying, then it became a bit of technical. It didn't, it didn't really know where it was, I think, this match. I think that um, it's definitely... Um, a match I'd like to see again from both guys, but maybe relaxing a little bit more. I don't know. I think they might have put a lot of um, sort of pressure on themselves. Um, there were some really nice bits, though. I thought there was a great, huge spine buster, which turned into an STF, which I thought looked amazing. And big last ride powerbomb from Calvin Tankman, followed by a clothesline, would look great. Um, he um, landed... Or he missed, sorry, I must say, um, his running shooting star press, um, which led into a back fist from Tony Deppin, which looked great. Um, we had a awesome second to second rope top, a helo from Tony Deppin, um, straight similar to Homicide of uh, LAX fame, uh, great into the crowd, looked looked awesome as always. And then, um, as he wasn't able to um. Uh, there was also, sorry, I must say, I, I do apologise. There was also an amazing-looking um, Steiner screwdriver-esque move from Calvin Tankman for the two, a two-count, which I thought should have been the three, but it only got a two. Um, and then what happened was, was because Tony Deppin wasn't able to lift up Calvin Tankman or get any kind of leverage on him um, in terms of power slams or moves, he then went the opposite direction and um, rolled up to Calvin Tankman and then actually had hold of the ropes to get the free count, which was a um, crafty heel um, win, which is one of the first we've seen in GCW, and I thought added a little bit of um, variety into this match, and um, again, the diversity of Tony Deppin. Um, it was fun, but it could have been a lot more, and like I said, I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves, um, and I think Calvin Tankman wasn't at his best here. I don't know whether... I'm not, I, I didn't see um, if he'd actually wrestled um, at AIW. Um, but I know he has been wrestling recently and maybe he just looked a little bit burnt out maybe. Um, so it was a bit of a shame. But it was still a good match, still fun, um, but just a little bit uh, underwhelming. And then the following match we got, which was amazing, was between Trey Lamar and Lee Moriarty, who came out as the tag team crisscross. Uh, much to the amusement of the commentary team, uh, against the newly formed team of Shane Mercer and KTB, who we saw last time uh, named Iron Beast. Yeah, this was oh awesome. Um, this match had so many great sequences in it. There was a few, again, where KTB and Shane Mercer tried a little bit hard, but they then they were able to cling it back and they were just able to, you know, um, sort of show what they were able to do. 
Um, this is a match I'd love to see happen again ASAP and I would love to see more of these matches in GCW because this was just something else um, the beginning of this match there was such the, the traditional kind of feeling out um, sequence with both teams kind of going at it and you know the the quick manoeuvres and athleticism was great um, somehow um Shane Mercer caught Trey Lamar into an el uh, electric chair. Cat, he caught him in an electric chair, and then Trey Lamar sort of fell down, which looked great. Or, or landed on his feet, I should say. Um, there was a also a crazy looking regal plex from Shane Mercer um, onto Trey Lamar, and um, there was also a phenomenal. I, I don't even know how this even happened. It was it was crazy, but somehow. Trey Lamar rolled Shane Mercer and um, KTB into the ropes and then he rolled them out of the ropes and landed a double um, drop kick to the backs of both Shane Mercer and KTB's heads. It looked incredible. Like, like it, it just looked phenomenal. I don't even know how you did it, how it was done. This is the best I've seen Trey Lamar look in all the matches we've seen or we've reviewed so far in GCW. Looked, this is awesome. This was an awesome performance from him. And Lee Moriarty again looked phenomenal. The um, other crazy thing, which I couldn't believe, was that um, Shane Mercer was actually able to catch KTB and save him, um, and then uh, that then led into the victory for the team. Like it doesn't sound like it, he somehow caught him from the top rope, and when you look at KTB. He's not necessarily a small guy. He's built very much like sort of I would say Adam Bomb, um, of early uh, WWF uh, New Generation fame. Very big dude. Um, it, it was crazy. I don't know how this guy's strength was able to hold him and then put him onto his feet. It was incredible. Um, and then that led into the German suplex, which then was a victory for the team uh, of Iron Beast. This was awesome. This was an awesome match once again from Mercer and KTB. They're a team who, you know, you need to see ASAP, everybody. This was amazing. You know, my match of the night from this point so far. Um, maybe of the night, but we'll go through and see if there was anything else. Um, so the next match we had was between Ali Cat, um, who had an open meow lunge, um, rather than an open challenge. And... Um, of all people, all ego Ethan Page of um, Impact Wrestling uh, stardom came out um, and uh, an alumni of GCW, I might add, for his grand return um, to um, take on Ali Cat's challenge. There was a great promo from Ethan Page before this match, which I cannot do justice to how good this was. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, Ethan Page is definitely um, one of the best talkers in wrestling. He's up there for me. Um, I think a lot of Maxwell Jacob Friedman, a.k.a. MGF, takes a lot of um, his style from a, uh, Ethan Page. Um, very um, condescending, very annoying heel, um, and just works perfectly. It was so entertaining. Um or as Kevin Gill put it, Ethan Page is the visiting super dick, which I thought was a great analogy for Ethan, given that he's not always in the company. Um, 
I will add as well that Ethan Page is in incredible shape at the moment. Uh, props to you, Ethan, if you're listening to this, but, you know, you really have got yourself into tremendous shape. You look awesome. Um, you look a million dollars. Um, you look great. Um, yeah, so um, he said on he said that um, Ethan Page, that if Ali Cat was able to beat him in a minute, he would... Um, he would end his career, he would retire from wrestling, or if Alicap could defeat him, he would retire. So this became an impromptu retirement match, of all things. Um, yeah, this was a ton of fun. Um, there were some great little manoeuvres. There was a great um, bicycle kick from Ethan Page. There was some great sort of uh, heel dynamics from Ethan. Um, Alicap definitely had the crowd behind her, which then... As Ethan Page was about to go for the, um, as he called it, the bad boy drop, which was the razor's edge, um, it was countered by Alicat into a backslide um, and to a free. So Ethan Page's career was over. He's over. Or is it? <laughs> because of all people, um, Joey Janella, who was on commentary for this match, came out and said that he felt bad for um, Ethan Page. So instead of actually retiring Ethan Page at, um, at GCW, he actually reinstated him there and then and made him the um, agent for his um, upcoming clusterfuck, uh, excuse my language, at um, St. Joey Janela's Spring Bake 4, which I'll mention later on at the end of this um, at the end of this review about Spring Break 4 as well as um, the future for GCW. Um, so that was a ton of fun to listen to. The interaction between the both guys was great. Um, I like as well how Ethan Page said that he wasn't able to pay his mortgage because everyone in the crowd was a bunch of renters, which I thought was a great um, a great insult, um, something which I took great amusement in. <laughs> um, so quick-witted, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, this was a great storyline element leading into GCW going down the line. There was a lot of this. There was a lot of sort of storyline elements, as I mentioned earlier on, on the, the start of the review. So, after um, Ali Cat's um, meowlage, uh, meowlunge, meowlage, challenge, open challenge, we had um, another two um, hosses going at it, which was uh, AJ Gray, who will be the um, booker of the upcoming. Um, another show at the upcoming collective um, against uh, Mance Warner, who somehow has been freed. Myself and Mark were perplexed why Effie was holding a free Mance Warner sign. Well, he's been freed by the looks of it. <laughs> if anyone has the answer to this, send them on a postcard to myself or to GCW Wrestling, sorry, what um, BBG Wrestling, because I haven't a clue what happened here. Um, so answers, please. So this was... Um, yeah, this was a good match. It was short and sweet. Um, AJ Gray, I've got a ton of time for. I think AJ Gray is one of the best upcoming talents and one of the best talents in the wrestling industry today. This was very much like the Chris Dickinson and Alex Cologne match in terms of that it was very hard-hitting. There was a lot of great um, great um, submissions. There was a lot of um, striking, but unique striking in that there was a lot of Vicious headbutts. It was very strong style. You know, a lot of um, chops. There was a lot of working on the leg. Um, there was um, a brilliant um, power bomb. Um, 
and there was also a really good running knee which looked vicious um, there was a huge clothesline which then led into a single leg Boston Crab from AJ Gray and then of all things AJ Gray won with a choke onto Mance Warner um, out of the blue straight out of MMA straight out of UFC and he just took him out he was, he was out cold um, always a great unknown victory that one sort of out of the blue victory always enjoy those and um, yeah it was really good um, short and sweet did what he needed to do um, AJ Gray looked a million dollars in this match and Mance definitely played his part um, it, it was good yeah definitely um, so the next match which came up was um, a six way between Jimmy Lloyd Cole Radrick the returning Ace Austin of Impact Wrestling Atticus Koga of Four Four O, who jumped Nate Webb, Spider Nate Webb, on his way into the ring, and the uh, debuting Dylan McKay. Um, I would like to say as well, um, I do like joviality on commentary, and I do like um, the commentary of Kevin Gill and um, Dave Prezak, but I did feel that um, they were a bit unfair to Dylan, kind of referring throughout the match, they kept referring to him as Dylon. Um, which I felt was a little bit unfair. I mean, they said that on commentary themselves later on. Um, and it was funny to start with, but I feel it was a bit unfair because I, this was the first time I'd seen him work. And, you know, when it's someone's debut, I feel that, you know, it, it's a time for them to be um, showcased rather than, you know, to be made, um, for little digs to be made. Um, not that it took away from the match at all, but I just felt that, you know, this guy had come in and um, he was there to, you know, show what he could do, and it just kind of took away from from it a little bit for me. Um, but that aside, you know, th this was a great six-way. Absolutely love this thing. I thought everyone played a great part. I thought that um, the aforementioned uh, Dylan McKay looked incredible. This guy is a guy who I really want to see um, in again at some point. He, he really, at first I was unsure what he was going to do, um, and what he did was he did a lot of high flying, he took a lot of risks, he did some crazy suicide dives, he did a beautiful per picture perfect shooting star press with a great ton of um, height to it, much like um, much like uh, Matt Seidel, um, it looked awesome. Um, and he also tried to go for a corkscrew, um, almost a corkscrew phoenix splash of all things, but it missed, um, but it looked brilliant, um, it, it looked like a corkscrew, sort of cannon esque um, move off the top, which missed, but it looked great. He really, you know, put everything on the line in this match, which looked, you know, he did a ton of so he did a ton of uh, great stuff. Um, Jimmy Lloyd looked great. Cole Radrick, as always, is just on another level. He, you know, can just work with anyone. He was doing some great striking in this match. He was running everywhere. He get a spear to the door on the outside. Uh, Jimmy Lloyd hit a J-Driller followed by a Styles Clash, which looked awesome. Um, Ace Austin wasn't really in this match much. He did a few little bits here and there. Um, there was a great bit where he did a double dive along with Cole Radrick, which, was gr which looked great. He um, landed a Enziguri kick by stepping on a chair, which looked good. Um, and Atticus Kogar was your typical heel, cocky heel, hiding on the outside of the ring, getting his chances in where he could, which then 
led into the win uh, for himself. So, excuse me. So, um, Spider Nate Webb land, put two um, chairs onto um, Dylan McKay and then somehow landed a ladder salt, which, as they pointed out on commentary, they hadn't seen in over sort of 15 years. And um, then Atticus threw um, Nate Webb out for the victory, um, stole the win, um, much to the dismay of the crowd and of the commentators. Great six-man. Um, thought everyone played a great part. Um, really liked this work of Dylan McKay. I'd really like to see him back in. I'd really like to see him against someone like Jordan Oliver or um or Cole Radrick or somebody. Um or even a Benjamin Carter. I think he could really go places this guy. Um but everyone put in a ton of effort into this thing and it really got the crowd going once again. Really good match. Um so from there the next match was uh between Joey Janella the bad boy and um Effie. Everyone's uh, favourite Effie. Yeah, um this was this was fun. Um, unfortunately, the crowd were quite quiet during this match. Sadly, um, I don't know if it's because they'd been so amped up for the six man, but they just got really quiet, um, which was a shame because you know they were doing a ton of great stuff in this match. Both guys. Um, there was a wonderful looking um, part where there was German suplexes, which looked great. Um, there was a funny part where there was. Um, Joey Janela's nipples were being bitten by Effie, which looked fun, funny. Um, somehow Joey Janela went to the outside and threw a chair into the ring and almost killed Effie by the sounds of it, but we didn't see it on camera, but I think it missed, thankfully, by the looks of it. Um, Effie hit his uh, typical um, boot followed by his leg DDT, which is a great move. Um, Joey and... Effie then had kind of a battle on the apron, which then led into a shove from Joey, which looked really nasty the way that Effie fell. Um, but it really looked like a really good visual and looked great. There was also um, a blockbuster from Effie through the door to the floor, which, um, if any of you have seen Shelton Benjamin... Um, it's where he jumps from the top rope, either on a springboard or from the turnbuckle, and then just sort of a, a jumping neck breaker. Um, so he did that through a door to the floor, did Effie onto Joey Janela, which, which looked brilliant. And then um, Joey was going crazy and hit super kicks, followed by a package power driver, followed by a double stomp, followed by a crazy looking super kick um, on while Effie was on his knees for the victory. Um, and it was really well paced. It was a ton of fun. Both guys have got loads of charisma. The crowd were behind both guys in the end. But it just took a while for them to get going. And it was just a shame that the crowd was sort of quiet because they really, you know, worked hard. And it was a really intriguing match as well. You know, Joey is able to work with anybody. And this is one of the things I love about Joey Janelle, or I've loved about him for so long, is that he can just wrestle anyone and he can make the most of who he's wrestling. And Effie's just such a professional. Um, as he mentioned on commentary after, um, sorry, on the mic after this match. So um, Joey took the mic and um, sort of thanked everyone and, you know, promoted his upcoming show at um, The Collective, which I'll mention at the end of this review what The Collective is. Um, but this was followed by um, him putting over um, Joe, uh, Effie's 
big gay brunch <laughs> over the collective weekend as well and said there are several people in AEW who will be coming um, to the show um, to take part in that uh, that take part in that show um, and then Effie took the mic and he was so complimentary of Joey it was, it was actually really lovely actually what Effie said he's such a great guy such a professional um, he was just really complimentary of, of Joey in so many ways and GCW saying that they gave him a chance and that they let him be creative and that they'd allowed him to do what he wanted to do and that he was getting opportunities. And it was really humbling, you know. Um, this is why I love independent wrestling, because guys like Hefe may not get a chance anywhere else. Um, I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping because I think Hefe is one of the most refreshing wrestlers in the world today and one of the best wrestlers in the world today in terms of, you know, what he stands for and him as an individual. Um but it was just really, really lovely to hear. Um, and I thought it was really great for, you know, Joey and GCW to get such nice um, props from one of their talent. And, you know, Effie's just such a professional, so it was great. Um, and really a fun match as well to go with it. So this was good. Um, and then the semi-main event, which was a shame. It was between Ricky Shane Page and 440 against Matthew Justice. And sadly, um, the feed on my um, viewing of this uh, went out. So I believe that also everyone's feed went out at the same point. Um, so I don't know what happened apart from that there was a um, a big um, back body drop and uh, there was a big kick and then that kind of ended it really for me. Um, I haven't had a chance due to this review to read the results fully. Um, just because of time constraints. But um, if you read the um, results of the show, you'll be able to find out um, more about this match. Um, but um, I believe it will be possibly posted online late, at a later date if they're able to get footage, um, which was a bit of a shame because um, it was looking like it was going to be quite a fun match. Um, and then the main event was between uh, Blake Christian, who recently has wrestled over in New Japan, um, against ACH in another main event spot. And, yeah, this was, again, brilliant wrestling. Um, ACH, again, is so versatile in what he does. The heel work was on point. The wrestling, where it was a lot more grounded, really worked for ACH in this match. Um, there was a really cool moment where um, Blake tried to go for a dive to the outside, bounced back and then ACH ran in and landed him with a shoulder block and said he's a bulldozer, which I thought was really good, um, showing that he wasn't going to take any um, nonsense from Blake. Um, there was also a really beautiful handspring elbow from Blake Christian, which is obviously of Tajiri fame, which looked great. Um, there was a tilt-the-world backbreaker, which then led into a big kick, and then um, it became then more so fighting on the outside, they were worried they were going to end up in the river, but thankfully that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, Brett Lauderdale, they were saying, was on point and on call in case that happened, but thankfully it didn't. <laughs> um, it was a much more slow-paced encounter. Um, ACH has been wrestling a lot more of a slower pace and a much more grounded pace, which has been interesting to see, leading into a sort of heel work, um, which I like. I think it gives him a bit more diversity and a bit more of a variety to his moveset. But he's also able to do all the high-flying stuff. Um, 
there was also in this match um a beautiful looking um springboard clothesline um after um the fans had scattered um which looked great it, it, you know the visual of them scattering and then this clothesline looked awesome um there was a springboard cutter into a two count there was a brain buster with a sunset bomb from ACH um it was just a really fun, well-wrestled match. Again, a really well-wrestled match. There was also a strike battle in between, which was awesome, which led into a re reverse Rana. Um, and then what we got was um, Christian uh, ending the match. He got ACH onto the um, onto the mat, and then he landed his twisting um, sort of shooting star, Eliar. Um into the three, so Christian got the victory over ACH, a really well, you know, a, a massive victory and a well-deserved victory, um, which, you know, was great to know as well that definitely that Christian had, you know, been able to topple ACH, who's a massively established star, so I thought that was great for him, and congratulations, Blake, to uh, for the victory, especially over someone as established as ACH. Um, and, yeah, that kind of closed the show then. Um, it's been a bit of a whistle stop tour, I must say, um, this one, just because I'm doing it on my own, but also there was a lot to fit in, um, and I don't want to bore you all with a lot of things. Um, obviously, when you're working with somebody else like Mike, you're able to bounce a lot off each other, but it's difficult when you're doing it to yourself. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed it. I would recommend this show highly once again. Um, there was a lot of storyline elements, um, but Match of the Night for me was definitely... Um, Jordan Oliver and Benjamin Carter um, closely followed by the tag team match of Trey Lamar and Lee Moriarty against KTV and um, Shane Mercer I think that opener really showed me what both guys uh, two of the young fresh faces of the industry are able to do and um, the tag match really showed me that tag team wrestling can work so well in GCW as much as singles matches and scrambles um, and interestingly this match show had no death matches on it so after we often see death matches on GCW shows, this didn't have a single one. So it was all um typical non death match wrestling, which was also a breath of fresh air um or or a unusual um different thing for a GCW show. Um so it was definitely a show to check out. Um and as I've been mentioning throughout the show, you'll have heard me mentioning the collective and George and Al Spring Break and um, various other shows, Big Joy, um, Effie's Big Gay Brunch. So it was announced um, last week that the collective, which was the uh, group um, WrestleMania weekend shows, which GCW was a part of, will be taking place in Indianapolis over in October, over in uh, October week, one of the weekends in October, um, I believe October the 10th possibly, but don't hold me to that. Um, massive, great news for all these promotions like GCW, um, Black Label Pro, Suburban Pro, and um, AIW Beyond Wrestling. Wrestling companies which um, rely on WrestleMania weekend to gain a lot of revenue and a lot of new fans. Great to be able to hear that it's coming back over this time in October and that they're finding a venue which is safe and uh, socially distanced. Um, so big props to them. 
the event will be available on fight or the, the events will be available on fight individually but you can also buy a package i believe for the whole weekend um which will be a ton of fun um the joey janela spring break which will be happening in the autumn the fall over in america um will i expect to be a ton of fun um as will uh effie's big gay brunch that sounds great and aj gray's show um for the culture um so for the culture um was um a predominantly african-american based wrestling show um it was being booked by aj gray had to be put on hold um, it's going to be taking place again over the weekend um obviously in uh, recent times with the black lives matter movement um that'll definitely be very um you know of the moment um so definitely look out for that as well um but yeah it's going to be a great time for gcw and for the um you know independent wrestling fans um this was a really fun show to watch as have been all gcw shows as i said at the start of the show i want to thank everyone um for allowing us to be able to do this um and i also want to thank all the um rest listeners who've been listening to our wrestling reviews of gcw or on bbg wrestling um including myself i want to thank you if you are listening to this review still and my monotonous voice um for listening to my latest podcast of where the cruiserweights play um which is hosted by bg bbg wrestling it's very hard to review a show or a series of matches on your own but to hear such positive feedback and to hear um how many listens it's had and how much um it's made people enjoy um the cruiserweight wrestling has been so um you know humbling so i just want to thank everyone and i want to thank bbg wrestling for giving me the chance to do this um as well um because it's something which i'm very passionate about as you all know um and the other last thing to say is is that you can find my work uh, at the wrestling estate i also write and my work writing work is at the wrestling estate so we're at the wrestling est on twitter and if you type into Google the Wrestling Estate, you'll be able to find the Wrestling Estate website where you'll be able to find exclusive interviews, um, previews of WWE, AEW, independent wrestling events, reviews of those events, and just interesting articles. And each week we have a weekly roundtable, which we all take part in. We answer a series of questions, which are published on the website. Um, always a ton of fun and just want to say thank you on air as well to um john and the wrestling estate for you know giving me such opportunities what they've had so far um and being able to just share my love for you know not only um independent wrestling but wrestling as a whole um it's yeah it's been great and um just finally you can find bbg wrestling um on twitter at bbg wrestling and you can find the website at www.bbgwrestling.com. So, yeah, so that'll do this latest review for GCW for Tuesday Night Fight. Um, I'll be back again at some point either with um, another episode of Where the Cruiserweights Play, a fight review, or something else special. So keep tuned for that. So thank you, everybody, and I'll see you all later.